106.5 WFMP, this is Community Control Now, the show advocating for democratic community control of public institutions with a particular interest in policing apparatus. I'm your co-host, Vincent Gonzalez, here with my main man, soul brother number one, Michael T. Say what's up to the people. What's happening? Yeah. So today we're going to put some reactions to the Chauvin trial. Uh, see what we can uh, come up with some solutions based on it. You know, look at all the different angles with that case. And um, I think we'll just stick with that for now here. So we here at Community Control Now aim to propose solutions to end the rampant abuses by public institutions that greatly harm persons of color. Community Control Now, we advocate for all power to all oppressed people all over the world. And Mike, you wanted to... Uh, Remind our audience again what's the main purpose of why we do what we do. Yes, sir. And uh, I want to remind us in, from a historical political framework. I think it's always important to do that. Uh, some years ago, uh, my uh, comrades told me you want to say what you're saying. And then say it again, and then periodically say it again, so people understand exactly what you're saying and why you're saying it. And uh, first of all, our audience, who doesn't already know, uh, should know that we advocate for the abolition of policing as we know it, as a long-term goal which many of us think can only come about after the abolition, at the very least, of commercial private property and its conversion into community or common property, a.k.a. the commons. Since the founding of the police, there primary function has been to protect private property within the original slave states that primarily meant protecting i.e. securing returning and repressing enslaved people after the military defeat of the capitalist slaveocracy known as the confederate states of america and the emergence of professional local and state police systems, capitalist industrialists and plutocrats, popularly known as robber barons, regularly utilized police forces to suppress political dissent and workers' strikes. From the very beginning, unrepentant Confederates, that is, white supremacists, were often recruited and or used as an extra-legal arm of political repression and domestic terrorism. With the early 20th century reconsolidation of white nationalism and the rise of a multicultural civil citizen and human rights movement, Policing in the U.S. continued to be, among other things, an armed force primarily, number one, to protect business property 
and number two, to suppress anti-war and political dissent. With the development of a sprawling, profitable prison-industrial complex by the 1980s, driven by a racist war on drugs, policing became objectively the principal legal engine of that war via mass incarceration. Although much of the popular, uh, when I say popular, I mean uh, in affluent, predominantly white neighborhoods, the perception of the police is that they function to maintain law and order. The predominant perception and reality in African-American, Latinx, and poor communities is that the police, more often than not, consistently fail to maintain law and order, and they do not even sufficiently stop criminal activity and are often complicit with it. Thus, the brief case for abolition. However, in the absence of alternative approaches to social safety and antagonistic contradictions, Abolishing the police at this time is not practical. Even many of the potential victims of police repression cannot afford to, in the short term, abolish the police. The advocacy of defunding the police has some merit if it means redirecting many public resources which would normally go to the police to social service agencies more capable of nonviolent de-escalating social conflicts and providing services as needed outside of the criminal justice system. And in uh, summation, nevertheless, defunding the police is obviously predicated on having power over the police. Power which can only come through political and economic control of the police. This would include the power to control police budgets and determine who gets hired and fired and oversee and conduct independent police investigations, among other things. Therefore, we propose the creation of democratically elected community councils in every municipality that wants one as a transitional strategy toward eventual abolition. And as always, the devil is in the details. Absolutely, my brother. Then this is why... We continue this fight and we are on this FM radio station to uh, let that fight be known here in this uh, town, beautiful city of ours. Uh, we want to uh, propose these solutions, um, knowing what we know of the policing apparatus and, and all of the uh, ills that permeate our society. We, we understand them uh, to be beyond reform at this point you know so we are seeking uh revolutionary solutions which uh an end goal of ending 
this uh, policing system as we know it, abolition, uh, because a, the structures of this system cannot remain because uh, the roots of them were, were sowed uh, deeply within white supremacy. Uh, so you, you laid it out beautifully, and we saw so many elements, and I feel like we have enough to riff off of. We saw so many elements in the Chauvin trial, which was concluded this last week here. Mm-hmm. Um, he was found guilty on all charges. Um, do you remember what all of those charges were? Uh, I think... Um they were, <coughs> excuse me, I can't recall them all specifically, mm-hmm. but I know they included. I think we had a second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder, second degree manslaughter, and I believe that was it here, but. It know, sounds about we, right. Yeah, well, we, we were, uh, we called each other right after the, the verdict came out. They said upwards of. Uh, 35 million people watched that verdict live globally. And yeah, yeah, global. Well, that was that was just in the U.S. alone. Oh, globally, just in the U.S. This was this was you know, um, I think the eyes of the world were looking upon this because it was so uh, from the uh, the uprisings that happened last summer, um, Breonna Taylor uh, being murdered by the cops in March of last year. Um, that only receiving uh, minimal local attention, but George Floyd's murder by the hands of Derek Chauvin and the uh, video evidence that just surrounded it, uh, it was just a a kindling, and that was the spark that got um, all of where we're at right now uh, rolling. Yes, as Mal would say, it was the spark that lit the prairie fire. Yeah. And I would uh, say, my brother, that I do think, even though the Breonna Taylor case didn't probably get as much global publicity as the George Floyd case, but I detected quite a lot of international support. As a matter of fact, uh, when you were doing your hunger strike, I told you before, I was laying in my bed one night listening to uh, the, uh, what's the British? BBC. Yeah, the British Broadcasting yeah, with the BBC, Company. Man. And lo and behold, I heard my comrade Vincent Gonzalez yeah, who being interviewed on the BBC yeah. about the hunger strike and the, um, the purpose of the hunger strike was yeah. to demand justice for Breonna Taylor. Yeah, we were trying to get the uh, officers fired. Um, outside of a lot of people were thinking, because we were coming from a prison abolitionist lens, uh, me and the three other people, shout out to to those people. Uh, all three of them are still carry on, carrying on this fight. Uh, you know, I went 16 days uh, without... Wonderful. Consuming calories and my comrades went 25 days. Yeah, it was, it was you had several pretty people. Heavy, pretty heavy stuff, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I talked to people uh, around the city, uh, and it was because it, it was on the local news. But I, I see that more so um, for a lot of people, they just you know noticed that as uh, just the the type of energy that was surrounding this case. So it was you know 
I, I hope that we can just take this, you know, degree of, uh, you know, just just rapid movement that we've seen and turn it into some viable solutions so oh, we can yes, liberate the oppressed people. purpose of it. We need to solve this problem. But just another thing about the Breonna Taylor case, I, I detect that it also uh, brought to light that uh, the police repression and murders that have been taking place forever are not just directed at black males. Mm. You know, black females have been repressed and Absolutely. murdered quite a bit also. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't happen with the Breonna Taylor murder, but they, they've been murdering black women going back to the Reconstruction days. Mm-hmm. And they need to get... Um, their their um, murders need to get equal recognition Absolutely. with the murders of black males, even though, as Kamala Harris pointed out... Uh, that the focus still seems to be mostly uh, and the antagonistic confrontations still tend to be uh, revolved mostly around black males but we can't leave out the numbers of black women who are being killed just like recently uh, in what particular city was that the 16 year old sister oh Columbus in Columbus yeah yeah so I I hear the cries in the street where they say I don't want to say another name and I I I understand that until we we get into those roots, as you as you you love to say that that you know the uh, radical as a structure is that you know we have to dig into those roots until we get into those roots and and have some social uh, pressure, social movement towards you know the the end goal of abolition. We. It pains my heart to say we will continue to say names. And that's where, you know, when we say these names, we have to um, truly understand that this is an apparatus froth with white supremacy, you know, laid within the slave patrols. It is it is uh, to me. And then I feel like, you know, you, you agree with this point. It's it is beyond reform at this point. We oh, need no to, yeah, yeah. It. So, but but as you said, and and the uh, piece you read, uh, we must come up with public safety uh, concerns, and you know address that this we <clears throat> this will not be instant oatmeal. We will have to come up with some uh, viable solutions in the here and now, materially speaking. Yes, yes, it's a yeah, process. It's That's a what process. we want to impress we, upon people. But, I'm, but I'm, I'm trying to get that kindling started, you know? So yes. That's what we're hoping to do. I yeah. want to... Um, just tell the listeners you're listening to 106.5 WFMP. This is Community Control Now. Vincent Gonzalez, Michael T. Uh, I wanted us to just dig into this Chauvin trial here. Like yes. I said, I called you right after the, the verdict came out and they put the cuffs on him, mm-hmm. and uh, he said he, he said he had a almost like a deer in headlights kind of look. I think yes. I, well, we were we I remember we talked before. There was bated breath because we know how these things work, um, and we saw up close and personal um, justice being denied in the uh, Breonna Taylor murder. Yeah. So it was still man. It was the eleventh hour. And we did not know um, which way it would turn. I mean, it was it, it felt like a slam dunk in the words of uh, Johnny Cochran. 
but white supremacy is so insidious. Insidious. Yeah. It's, it's in the walls. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, we we did not know, but I, I guess perhaps the uh, the contradictions were were just um, too heavy with, like we just said, the international eyes on this case. It felt like it was just uh, it was just you know too much. For, to, to to be denied, I I I kind of came in somewhat saying they're gonna have to give them something. That's why I guess they gave them they layered those the the manslaughter with the murder. I was like he's got to get one of those charges. That's what that's what I was thinking because of and I I attribute that mostly to the social pressure of uh, the last summer and you know places all over the world exactly that, that you know. That, that advocated for these things. That's that's the we we cannot forget that when we have that, uh, you know, we have that, that that collective energy, and and you know they they throw us in jail and we you know we keep going. That you know we can we can really put some boots to the ground because very much so this could have easily been like all the other cases. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, and this is one of the lessons of this case is that with global pressure, mm-hmm. we've got a chance. Yeah. You know, that is indispensable. I was listening to my favorite historian, Gerald Horn, recently. Uh, and this has been a running theme of much of uh, Gerald Horn's historiography and commentary, uh, being that we've got to look at what has worked for us in the past in terms of securing any of the reforms that we have today. And he points out that, you know, when you look at the abolitionist movement, when you look at the civil human rights movement, the only reason, or one of the main reasons, those movements were as effective as they were was because of international pressure. There was a global abolitionist movement, mm-hmm. you know, during the antebellum period. There was a global civil and human yeah. rights movement. Malcolm X was constantly saying, you don't take you don't uh, take your case to your oppressor's court. Mm-hmm. You take your oppressor to the world court. Yeah. He was constantly stressing, you know, this has to be taken to the um, Mm-hmm. You know, to the United Nations. Yeah, well, so yeah, beyond the the four walls of this country that we know to be, uh, you know, founded upon the principles of white supremacy. Exactly. So you have to, you know, gain some. And I and I, I would say, you know, to my principal activists, organizers, all the people, man, shout out to everybody uh, out here in the streets throwing down. Uh, we do need to keep that uh, global lens on these things and, and be well read on what's going on in Venezuela, what's going on in Cuba, yeah. uh, China. You know, we have to we have to maintain and support uh, their movements. Support their movements. You know, that's if what they, solidarity agree, is all about. Solidarity's all about. And you know, and we've got to resist this liberal tendency mm-hmm. being promoted, you know, by these so called liberal leaders to keep this contained to just a national struggle. Yeah. See, it's in their interests because they uphold the rule of capital mm-hmm. and imperialism. Yeah. Even some of the most liberal ones, mm-hmm. that they're not going to critique the yeah. nation as a whole and well, the Lisa, foundations I, of the I, nation. I feel like these are human concepts and we cannot uh, constrict them to. 
of one space and time. I think there's a line from Guantanamo where it says, uh, "You know, these thoughts are not my own. You know, these are these are concepts that we're talking about. What it means to to be a human being, and you know, we we must. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. We must." Uh, go outside of those uh, yeah because those these things yeah. at root are you know when you talk about being radical we've got to consistently point out that this goes beyond just our citizenship rights absolutely this just like slavery is a denial of our human rights, rights. Yeah. it goes beyond the civil mm-hmm. you know that's one of the for all the great accomplishments we've made in struggling mm-hmm. for citizenship rights civil yeah. rights and i don't want to disparage that struggle no 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 people have died for that i don't hear that yeah. but we'll yeah. never be free as long as we allow it to be contained just within citizenship struggles. Mm-hmm. This has to be a human yeah. rights struggle Absolutely. that and transcends know, and, that. And, you know, we, we, we uh, throw the football back and forth on, uh, I believe, that that goes for uh, other animals as well, human beings being yes. animals. But we, yeah, that's, uh, yes. we'll probably uh, do that for another podcast once we get some momentum going. But, you know, so no, but I, I, I completely agree that, um, you know, these lenses in which we look at things and, and like you said, looking at the history, where does this uh, stand in the place of, uh, you know, all of the uh, reforms and, and, and different uh, revolutionary movements? Where do you see, uh, you know, these uh, current events? What, what place could, could you see for them? You know, like well, you mean the Chauvin, we, the, the verdict, yeah, the Chauvin verdict. Well, one thing I mean, we have to say that um, you know this has been unprecedented because how often have cops been uh, found guilty of killing us? Man, now, it was pointed I, out. I, I struggled to <laughs> it was put pointed on one out hand. I can't even remember. In yeah. Minnesota, for instance, the only time it happened previously was when a black cop was accused of killing a white woman. Mm-hmm. All of the, and not that he shouldn't have been. No, you no, know, he should have in that case indicted, about. But look at all of the the white cops yeah. and the black cops and whoever, mm-hmm. uh, but appears to be mostly white cops, uh, who have killed black people but, and other peoples of color and gotten away which, with it. And, and you, you, you say that, all the, all the cases and got away with it, but yet I know you keep your ears to uh, what's... The right wing and, and different conservative yes. talking points are, are saying on this man, and it, it appears to be somewhat reactionary. They even even though these cases are few and far between, when it does happen, you was telling me the other day. You know they're they're on uh, they're on right wing talk radio talking about you know this is detrimental to our the foundations of our country. Yes, and part of that is because. You know, it's interesting, uh, Vincent. In many ways, the right wing has a greater grasp of what's going down mm. and the deeper implications yeah. of all of this than many put, on the you left. Want, you want to put some change on Yeah, put, yes, I, little, I, yeah, I, I definitely want to. Yeah. Because if you listen to right wing radio, and I monitor it 
monitored constantly. Getting some intel. You know, you know, going back to what I learned when I was in the uh, Panther Party, you have to know your enemy. As you know yourself. You know, yeah. you, know you have to know your enemy, know mm-hmm. its moves. If you really understand the kind of fight yeah. you're in, you can't overlook that's what a, the That's a tough enemy. one for younger people because it's like, man, I don't want to hear that stuff, but yeah. you got to listen with These people are air, plotting yeah. and have been plotting, many of them, yeah. to kill us. Yeah. And to lock us up in great numbers mm-hmm. and all other kinds of deprivations. And I think they're and, serious. Yeah, I don't think. And I, I don't think. If you recognize talking, yeah. what the fight is, so it's like it, with any you know personal fight, you got to know, you know, what your enemy and what your so um, you can, adversary is doing. So you can plan accordingly. Yeah. So you know, in, in doing that, I learned years ago. So we've got to identify who the enemies are and who supports them, and what they're saying. Um, and I'll just say briefly, um, and we can continue this in the next um, episode. Yeah, let's do a two-parter here. Yeah, I guess we, we, yes. we're, we're riffing. Yeah, but but just as an introduction to that, um, uh, the right-wing radio led by this uh, heir apparent to Rush Limbaugh named um, uh, Mark Levin, uh, but not just him, many others. Uh, their take on all of this is that, and it's been this way for you know actually since. Uh, uh, Obama came into <laughs> got the presidency is that we're in a civil war mm. that of the black community the black community struggles and the Latinx struggles and the, and all of the struggles against oppression and exploitation is all part of a left wing plot to destroy the United States they're even saying now that the left has duped black people and is manipulating us like into we can't determine overthrowing our own. Yeah. the country. Like we don't, we, we can't don't. determine our own direction We're and what just, we want to do. That some, you know, other forces have, these, have to do this. Have these jokers? When's the last time they they've talked to persons of color and really? uh, that don't that don't capitulate to their, you know, their their schemes of what you know this is. That and and gotten a consensus on these things yeah. they, the, in their mind, and that's that's it's just why it's so uh, it's so important to, to notice these things yeah. because they yeah they are gearing up yeah they see that terms. and um, you know and, and it assumes that that position assumes that there aren't people of color who are leftists yeah. who have come to that independently, mm-hmm. but they want to in their white supremacist minds. Uh, construct this narrative that we're just useful idiots mm. for this primarily white left and they're using us to overthrow the country and this is to whip up the fears of the white yeah. masses to oppose our struggle mm-hmm. just at the time you know when we saw last summer an unprecedented number of white folks showing allyship and solidarity yeah. with you, us you told me you said in your 40 plus years of doing this, you have never seen the numbers that, and, and other um, longtime leftist activists have uh, collab- cooperated with what you're saying here. You've never seen the numbers that we've seen either. No. I, mean, from I mean, we had white media, allies, but, you know, 50 years ago, 40, 50 years ago, but never quite at this yeah. level. And the white supremacists are afraid of that mm-hmm. because, see, that breaks their so called solid white nationalist front. There's breaches in that. Yeah, you got you. You said you wanted to throw some. Uh, you got some uh, tracks towards the end here. We're, we're rounding the bend. This is uh, 
we got like a minute or two left here. Yeah, um, and we're going yeah. to continue this. Yeah, uh, we're, that, let's do a two-parter here. Yes. I'm, I'm liking where we're going I'd, with I'd this. I'd like man, to pick up got, on that. Yeah, though, let's pick conservative. Some, I want to hear. Yeah, reaction. Yeah, let's and, talk because uh, that's important. We need to let's touch on what the conservatives are saying, um, and then we'll we'll get a, a range of media that we've uh, consumed. Yes, and then how we move forward uh, from this, uh, we'll, we'll just look at uh, this case here, um, but. You know, yes. Let's, well, let's, uh, let's put a close out that um, here, this session yeah, with, um, here. you know, uh, we're keeping in, you know, with our uh, major thrust that we want to free Mumia Abu Jamal, absolutely, Leonard Peltier, and all political prisoners. Yeah, yeah. All power to all people. Part two coming up. Let's go.